saw me standing alone. Hello there, and for the final time, welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. And if you don't know already, this is a Movies by Minute podcast where we break down and examine the 1981 John Landis written and directed horror classic, An American World from London. I'm your host, Troy, and once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey. Today is Friday, and today we will be going over the final minute plus of the movie, so it's going to be Minute 97, which starts off with Bad Moon Rising Rising, and ends with Ask for Babs. Uh, Wrapping up the musical portion of the uh, continuing to... uh, roll crawl of the credits finishes off with Bad Moon Rising, performed by Creedence Clearwater Revival, courtesy of Fantasy Records. And finally, Blue Moon, performed by the Marcells, courtesy of EMU's Records. Uh, Up uh, next to the filmmakers wish to thank Jim Henson, for obvious reasons, Lily White's, which is a clothing supply company. Swan and Egger are uh, luxury British watches and handmade timepieces. Clodgen Limited is a UK-owned uh, uh, manufacturer of electronic uh, heating products. And finally, a Wimpy International Limited is a, a chain of uh, UK restaurants. So that is then uh, followed up by uh, Miko's impression of an American world from London, which was uh, manufactured marketed by Polygram Records. Now, uh, Miko is most notably known for... This is an album that actually takes uh, both uh, sound effects and uh, orchestrated score and the actual soundtrack and remixes it into its own uh, separate tracks the way that Nico does stuff. Uh, then, as a way to uh, make face from the uh, sliding of the royal family during the sequence where David starts uh, shouting profanities to get arrested, the single card reads, Lycanthrope Films Limited wishes to extend its heartfelt congratulations to Lady Diana Spencer and His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales on the occasion of their marriage July 29th, 1981, which is just under a month before the theatrical lease of this film. Now the card uh, stating how uh, no characters or events are real, a standard statement for movies, is uh, shown. However, most notably is that the use of the word undead when pointing out the similarities to actual events or persons, which usually only says living or dead. The use of undead is the first time in movie history to be followed by numerous other horror films. Uh, Filmed uh, entirely on location in Wales, London, and Twickenham Film Studios, Middlesex, England. And we finish uh, the movie with the uh, Motion Picture Association of America logo. And uh, uh, pointing out the uh, copyright date of MCMLXXX1.
And at the uh, at that end, the uh, Marcel's version of ends, and so does the film. However, if you noted that at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that it ends with Ask for Babs, we uh, first at the uh, very end of the actual things, if you are watching the movie on the 2001 DVD release, uh, the video continues after the uh, final uh, credits shot and uh, first of all shows the uh, blue and white uh, screen that uh, shows that the motion picture code uh, and rating administration has rated this motion picture R. Uh, Restricted. Under uh, 17 uh, requires a company by a parent or guardian. It then takes you to an image card of an old-time looking uh, advertisement for uh, Universal Studios with the words when in Hollywood, visit Universal Studios. Ask for Babs. And that is where we end this minute. Over on the cutting room floor, we uh, have a few more uh, points that uh, I'd like to... Uh, bring across to our listeners about, uh, again, stuff that I might have missed or stuff that uh, came up that uh, never uh, got slotted into its appropriate place during the movie. So this is uh, the final uh, culmination of facts and uh, information uh, strewn from all different points of the movie. So to begin, the uh, transformation scene uh, ends with an immature uh, werewolf form, dubbed the Man-Beast, by the crew. Sculptor Tom uh, uh, Hester elaborates on its creation. We had uh, additional casting of the body for the transformation scene. So we used that, folded it up into a uh, crouched position, and just uh, fabricated some foam arms and shoulders and I think there was a head, which was another casting of the original wolf mold. I took that and carved it down, shrunk it a little bit, and it uh, it wasn't meant to be as big as the final werewolf. So it was all sorts of uh, cut-and-paste polyfoam, and then I put uh, latex over the surface and laid hair on the body. The man-beast was a rod puppet uh, devoid of eternal mechanisms, uh, entirely maneuvered from beneath the elevated set. Included among the American Films Institute 2000 list of the 500 movies nominated for the top 100 funniest American movies. At the uh, time of the film's release, it... uh, infuriated uh, some Britons, uh, particularly Northerners, with its somewhat cartoonish and stereotypical uh, depictions of life in the UK. It is possible that this was a deliberate echoing on John Landis's part of the sketchy researched version of Britain found in the universal horror cycles of the 30s and 40s. In the triumph of Universal Studios, the uh, 2013 Halloween Horror Nights event in the Orlando Parks successfully got permission to make a haunted house based on the film. Uh, 
It includes virtually every horror-related scene in the film. Uh, from the attack in the moors to the demonic Nazi dreams in the famous transformation into the wolf's uh, rampage out to the porn theater into Piccadilly Circus. Uh, the house was uh, so popular that it was brought uh, over to the uh, ho uh, Hollywood event the following year and in the 2015 it was done at the Orlando event for a second time. After another stage of transformation was a bodysuit and a further one with a hairier torso appliance. Kessler turns his head uh, upwards and it uh, mutates horrifyingly. This, for uh, John Landis, was the uh, culminating moment of the transformation. Uh, purposely, uh, John wanted the head to change last, Rick Baker explains. Uh, he didn't want the head to uh, change very much because he wanted the transformation to basically almost climax with the head change. The Nazi, the guns that the uh, Nazi werewolves were uh, used during the nightmare sequence are Ingram Mac 11s, IMI Uzis, and Sterling MK4s. John Lennis tried to uh, land jo uh, James Bond producer Albert R. Broccoli for this project. Uh, after Landis had uh, uncredited rewrites on The Spy Who Loved Me in 1977, it turns out to be a non-starter. When Broccoli read the script, he told Landis, Hell no. That's weird. As a small consolation, the bus driver for the Piccadilly Circus uh, scene in the movie was Vic Armstrong who would later be employed as the stunt coordinator in James Bond movies. Three insert heads were also built uh, for the werewolf, a hero animatronic head with uh, complete cable-controlled functions, and uh, two stunt heads used for shots for the attacks. The stunt heads could be uh, fitted with soft or sharp teeth depending on the action and what had to be performed. For the heads, the jaw was a simple hand-grip caliper mechanism with handles moved uh, on opposite directions to open and close the jaw. For certain shots of the moving werewolf up close, uh, Rick Baker puppeteered the uh, stunt head while sitting on a moving camera dolly. Now, all that being said, this brings us to the uh, final episode of this uh, whole entire podcast. And I just want to reach out and say a grand thank you for everyone that has uh, stuck with us for the whole entire run of this program. I am totally uh, self-aware that uh, it is not the greatest of podcasts out there and unfortunately I wish I was a little more stronger and confident in doing what I did with this particular movie seeing it is held so near and dear to my heart. I want to thank the people that helped me bring this forward both uh, my partner Adrian and uh, my guest host from the previous week of Horror Savvy. Uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, being there when you were there and and I was, uh, I am sorry that I didn't uh, bring uh, more people into this. Uh, I was, like I said, not very experienced with doing this whole entire podcast thing. And now that I do understand, I would like to announce uh, here that uh, I am going to be doing this again with yet another uh, favorite of mine, the uh, classic uh, movie of 
A Knight's Tale. Uh, this time, however, I will be actually having a partner. My partner, Adrian, will be joining me for the entirety of that movie, seeing it is also one of her most beloved movies as well. So the banter should be a lot uh, more uh, entertaining instead of me just droning on in a room by myself to myself and uh, hopefully someone will listen. I guarantee you that this uh, next go at this podcast thing it will be a lot more entertaining. It'll also be a lot more longer because of the actual length of the movie. But here we go. And on that note, looks like we've come to the end of today's episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. I would like at this moment to give a shout out to the podcast hosts that started this whole Movies by Minute phenomenon, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer from the Star Wars Minute. There wouldn't be this supportive collective without them. And if you're interested, visit moviesbyminutes.com and check out the ever-growing list of movie podcasts. I'm sure you'll find one of your favorites. And if not, consider joining the Horde and making your own. That's why I'm doing this one. On a personal note, if you'd like what you've uh, been hearing and you'd like to help us out, please be sure to share and subscribe. Please leave a review. And if you could be so kind as to please give us a five-star review, which greatly helps us to get discovered by others searching for this kind of thing. Plus, if you'd really like to help us out, uh, it'd be super great if you could donate to our Ko-Fi listing, where it's ko-fi.com, which is co-fi.com slash planetgeekpod. All support of any amount will be filtered back into improving and expanding on the whole Planet Geek Collective. And if you want to follow this podcast on the social medias, you can always check out Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to go to Facebook and search for Planet Geek, that will bring you to our Facebook page. And you can also send us an email to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. Bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-bom-